Welcome to the Pomona Christian Church Podcast. For more information about Pomona Christian Church, please visit us at PomonaChristian.com or find us on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash Pomona Christian. My wife and I and her family, uh, we went to this uh, 9-11 memorial and it was at Forest Park in St. Louis, and uh, man, I'm going to get emotional, okay? Is that all right? Um, they had two, 3,000 flags on these metal poles, and uh, those who had passed away uh, in 9-11 and because uh, in the aftermath of those things that happened, and uh, the dog tags uh, were hanging on those poles, and as the wind was blowing, and the dog tags are clinking against the metal, and then uh, this guy starts playing taps, and uh, man, nothing, I don't think anything has ever gotten my emotions so stirred uh, than, than hearing those noises together, and just thinking about those who have gone before so that we could have our freedoms. I'm going to pray, and then we'll get into the message. That was all free. Uh, That was not part of the message. So, uh, God, we thank you so much. We thank you so much for your love. Thank you for loving us in, in spite of the things that we say and do. We thank you that you loved us enough that you gave your life on the cross that not only we could have a hope of a new life of an eternity spent with you, but God, that we could have hope for each and every day. I just pray, God, that that you would speak and I'm able to move out of your way this morning. Jesus, I pray, amen. About a month ago, uh, my wife and I and a couple of our students and Marcus were at a men's fellowship in Mountain View, Missouri. And That next week, he actually said a phrase in his message that uh, was said that night at the men's fellowship. And that phrase was, I've put in my time. Does anybody remember him saying that? I do because it hit me in the gut and it hurt. And I wasn't ready for it. Um, Have you ever been to a church service where the preacher says something and you know for sure that your spouse called the preacher and said, I want you to speak about this this week. And you thought to yourself, honey, when we get home, we're having a talk. So that night, we're sitting in men's fellowship, and the the preacher's name was David Upchurch uh, from Lincoln Christian University, uh, and he's sharing this story about uh, a nursery worker trying to find people to work in the nursery. And the preacher goes to her and tells her, go to the grandparents because she couldn't find anyone. Go to the grandparents. They will love to do that, to sit with some children and just hang out. Uh, And so a couple weeks later, he runs into her and he says, hey, how did recruiting the grandparents go? And she just gave him the meanest look. And she said, well, the main response I got was, I've put in my time. That hurt when he said that. And I thought for sure that that Julie had called and said, hey, Mr. Upchurch, I don't know you. Talk about this. Until we got in the car and started talking and realized she thought that I had called him and said the same thing. And we both felt so called out that we needed to volunteer more. A lot of times 
with doing Christian Campus House, being the full-time pastor there, when it comes to Sunday mornings, I'm kind of checked out. I come to church, I say hi to a couple people, shake a hand or two, and as soon as church is over, I'm gone. I don't want to talk to anyone. Uh, I'm just ready to be by myself. And when we get home, either cooking on the grill or taking a nap because I'm just, I'm spent. And I can't tell you how many times those words came into my mind. Uh, And my wife said the same exact thing. I've put in my time. But there's another phrase this morning that I want you to focus on. And by the end of my message, you're going to get very annoyed with it. And uh, that's going to make me really happy. Uh, The phrase is just one more. Just one more. I want you to ponder that. I can almost picture the disciples cry out in the book of Acts, just one more, as more and more are added to their number daily. As Stephen, in Acts chapter 7, verses 58 through 60, as he is dying for preaching the very word that brings life, he says, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Just one more. I can hear it as some of the disciples were imprisoned and then they're released and the numbers continued to grow daily. Acts 2 where it says they devoted themselves to the breaking of bread and the preaching of the word. Just one more. Time and time again throughout the entire Bible you see these times where people are crying out to God. Lord send me one more person. That's all I want. And when they get that one more, what do they do? They say it again. Lord, send me one more. Luke chapter 15 is where we're going to spend the bulk of our time this morning. But I did skip one. Acts chapter 28, verses 30 and 31, where Paul is probably on house arrest. And and it says that boldly and without hindrance, he went on preaching the gospel message. Boldly and without hindrance. This is the man who was beaten half to death, was shipwrecked, had all of these other things done to him. And he continued to cry out, Lord, send me more. I can take it because of you, Jesus. Send me one more. Send me a thousand more. I don't care, just send them to me. Paul, even to the point in his ministry where he says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. I gotta tell you, I'm not there. I hope to one day be there. And I'm guessing that most of us are in the same boat there. I would would love one day to be able to say, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Not there. Luke 15, one through seven. If you have your Bibles or, like my college students, if you have your phones with the YouVersion app, because they don't believe in paperbacks anymore, it says, now the tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to him, and the Pharisees and the scribes grumbled, saying, this man receives sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable, which by the way, 
this is, this is going to be free information. I, I learned this uh, a couple weeks ago. Jesus is asked 183 questions. He asks 307 questions in just the Gospels. And he only directly answers three questions. Uh, that's, I thought that was pretty crazy. What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he has lost one of them, does not leave the 99 in the open country and go after the one that is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he comes home, calls together his friends and his neighbors, saying to them, rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost." Just so I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. Can you hear it in the words of Jesus here? People who want to follow me, cry out to me, send me one more. And all of us at some point we have been that just one more for someone else. Let them know of the love of God. Let that one person know of the righteousness, that, that the forgiveness that I offer. Can't you hear it? I think a lot of times we forget that Jesus left us with a great commission, that we are to go. I think far too often... We forget that Jesus didn't die just to save us, but that we would bring others along with us. We're called to make disciples that make disciples that make disciples and so on and so on. We're called to baptize in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. We are supposed, we are all supposed to teach our disciples to obey all that Christ has commanded us. Love God and love people. If we are not keeping the two greatest commandments, we are not living in the Great Commission. And if we're not living in the Great Commission, we're not keeping the two greatest commandments. We are not loving God and loving people if we're not going out and loving God and loving people. Seems like common sense, but every single day I forget. Every single day, the hardest part for me is to go have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with someone and say, hey, this is what God has done in my life. We all know what God's done in our lives, right? We know who we were when we first met Jesus. We all know Jesus shouldn't have accepted me for who I was, for the things I had done. But Jesus said, I love you anyway. I love you in spite of those things, and I want you to be my follower. He told Paul, you killed Christians, but I want you to be the one that goes and saves the most. I want you to be that person. It's easy for me, uh, as weird as it sounds, to stand behind a podium or a pulpit Sunday mornings or Thursday night CCH and hide behind it and say, you guys need to do this. You need to go and do this. You need to love people. But it's harder for me to actually go and love people. Bob Goff says that we need to love everyone, especially the difficult people, the people that we disagree with. 
Toby Mac has a line in one of his newest uh, songs uh, that says, would you go across a party line? Would you? Would I? One time uh, I was at a week of camp, and this is just for fun. Uh, we, uh, we were going house to house, door to door, knocking and handing out Bibles. And in the front cover of the Bible, there was actually like the address of the church, the phone number, the pastor's name, all this stuff. One person got so upset, their little bitty puppy threw it at one of the kids. Puppy was fine. It's okay. Kid caught the puppy, put it down, let it run back in the house. Uh, man, people, people get so offended at times but that doesn't mean that we stop showing them the love of Jesus we are supposed to live our lives in such a way that people see Jesus the gospel shows us that we are saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ the gospel messages for every man woman and child Jesus after his death burial and resurrection says therefore go baptize and teach not go home and sit on the couch and watch TV, which is what I like to do. I just started watching The Office again for the 18th time, okay? I love watching TV, and uh, I love Michael Scott, but... But it, but it also gives a promise there. It says, surely he is with us to the end of the age. And the King James, my favorite version of that verse, says, lo, I am with you. This calming, reassuring presence. He says, lo, I am with you. In Revelation, it says he had the voice of many rushing waters. Powerful, yet calming. No matter what happens in our lives, we are called to be the light of the world. If we have been saved by Jesus, that should produce good fruits. Those good fruits being telling and showing others who Jesus is and what Jesus has done in our lives, just one more. We need to be the bold encounter with Jesus that people see today. In the story of Mary and Martha, Mary lets down her hair. The question is, when are you going to let down your hair? And some of us are a little bit tighter up top, but when are you going to let down your hair? When are you going to embarrass yourself to show people Jesus? When am I going to do that? Jesus says, blessed are those who are persecuted for my name's sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. We're supposed to live in such a way that people would want to persecute us, right? We're supposed to live in such a bold way in Jesus that it causes other people to think. It causes other people maybe to get offended because the Bible is a double-edged sword cutting to bone and marrow, and I guarantee at some point it has hurt your feelings. But we're supposed to live in a way that people see Jesus. Sometimes we're going to want to quit. In those times, I urge you to pray, Lord, send me one more. Now, this message is based off a movie. Has anyone in here seen Hacksaw Ridge? One of my favorite movies, okay? It's great. Uh, about Desmond Doss, who was a Seventh-day Adventist, uh, and he refused to carry a rifle, uh, wanted to be a medic, and then uh, they were going to court-martial him, and then his dad came in and saved him from being court-martialed, uh, and then so he ends up over there, and 
They're going up this ridge, and they have to overtake this ridge to overtake Japan, overtake Okinawa, to win this battle. It's a 400-foot ridge, and all they have is the rope ladder to get up and down. So they get up there, and they're ambushed. Uh, The Japanese soldiers had these underground tunnels uh, going all over the place, and they were popping up and doing their business. And they yelled retreat, and most of the soldiers retreated. Uh, But Desmond Doss stayed behind. And under cover of darkness and the light uh, from the rounds shooting off, he actually lowered uh, 78 men, American men, uh, and a couple Japanese, uh, as the story goes. Uh, But 78 Americans, he lowered down and saved their lives. And every single time he lowered one down, he uttered that phrase, just one more. At the end of the movie, there's this uh, interview of the actual Desmond Doss sitting there, and he says, and he had this really soft-spoken voice. He just kept saying, Lord, just send me one more. The entire night, for hours. And if you remember, uh, most of us don't, but World War II, the ropes were not the ropes we have in like the gym today. Uh, There were frays and all kinds of stuff sticking out. And so he wrapped the rope around him and he would lower human bodies down. His hands were completely ripped up and bleeding. But every single time he lowered one down, he said, Lord, just send me one more. We need to pray, God, send us one more. This is the very same prayer We need to pray every single day, Lord, give me one more person. Then when God sends us that one more person, does that mean we stop? Uh, In the words of Paul, he would yell out, by no means should we stop. We continue to say, Lord, send me one more. I have another story, a missionary friend. Does anybody know Jonathan Kissinger? Uh, He was a missionary to Morocco. And while they were there, uh, they got the idea that they wanted to pray for one person uh, to come to know Jesus. Uh, And he came to CCH, oh man, probably been four years ago now, uh, and he was sharing the story uh, of a man named Alumi. He heard the gospel later that day in a coffee shop where they had been sitting and praying. He came in, and within the week, he had been baptized in the name of Jesus. And later on... He actually helped plant a church in Morocco. If we continue to pray this prayer, God is going to bless that prayer. Read with me again verses 6 and 7. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost That's the same celebration that each of us received. Celebrated at the fact that we came to know and call upon the name of Jesus. Just so I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. Lord, send us one more. And and if you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus yet, you are that one more. And I challenge you this morning to be that one more, to accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, because it is 
the most amazing thing that you will ever do with your life. If you would have told 15-year-old me, first of all, that I was going to make it past 18, I'd have been blown away. If you would have told 15-year-old me that just failed speech class that I was going to be speaking to college people on a regular basis or preaching on a Sunday morning at church, I would say, you're crazy. You never know what God is going to do with your life. God has such a big plan for you. And if you are one sitting here, uh, and like the story at the beginning, are saying, I've put in my time, let me tell you, for what Jesus did on that cross, you could never put in your time. Each and every single day should be lived for the Lord. And again, remember at one point, you were that one more. You were someone else's prayer. Someone prayed over each and every one of you, and God reached you. Be thinking about that person in your life that you know who doesn't know Jesus. For me, it's my little brother. My little brother who was in the Marines. Uh, He's been out now for about six years, and he told me that the things that he saw while he was overseas, uh, it's not that he doesn't believe in God, he, he hates God. So for me, that's my person as my little brother. I pray for him daily. Pray for him daily that he would receive Jesus. Continue praying, Lord, send me one more every single day. For more information about Pomona Christian Church, please visit us at PomonaChristian.com or find us on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash Pomona Christian. Thank you.